It is Monday. I just forgot the damn day. Uh, Monday, February 12th. Uh, and then for those that are watching this or listening to this, tomorrow is Tuesday, February 13th. And we're here to talk about sports. And we'll do so every Tuesday, uh, showing love to all of you watching on YouTube Live. Uh, we will 100% be covering the Super Bowl, which I absolutely believe this is one of the better Super Bowls. Uh, not so much in the first half, but we'll definitely get to that. Uh, and we absolutely missed uh, the NBA trade deadline. So we're absolutely going to get into that. And we have special guests back, which is not even a special guest anymore because, again, he's pretty much a part of this podcast just as much as Sam and I are. But Harrison is back. So hello to you, Harrison. Um, let's just get into it. Now introducing the dominating and most dominant Trio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, trio. Should yeah, trio. stick with tag team. I'm going to go with trio because you're here today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the beast from the east. We are not chasing points. Yeah, we're chasing points. Uh, Sam's here. Uh, he's Wrong the uh, brains, the advisor. How are you doing, Sam? Where's your microphone? Up my ass. Oh wow! <laughs> it's just it wasn't in front of you. It's and far was, away. Yeah, yeah. It's far away. Yeah. You were in a. It was almost party. like you were in an empty room or something. Uh, no, I'm good, man. What's up? White Frost here. Happy uh, Super White Bowl hangover. Yeah, yeah. And on to I don't think I had one of those. The 2020. I don't either. But on to the 2024 <laughs> season, right? We're ready. Yeah. I, yeah, I hate when teams post like right after this yeah. ball, like season starts now. I just, I'm just, I don't like. Yeah, no not thanks, a fan. Man. Let's get through the yep. league year and <laughs> all that crap first. Agreed, agreed. Not a fan either, uh, Harrison. Since you are chatting, how are you doing? I'm swell. I thought it was a great game too. One of the better ones is my maybe a stretch, uh, but it was a great ending and a great second half. So uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the whole game. But uh, tough to stack it up there with some of the the great, great Super Bowl games. Definitely did not enjoy the whole game, especially <laughs> not the first half. The second half, absolutely enjoyed. Uh, but but that's that. Uh, I am just here, so I won't get fine. I am Brandon, uh, and this is episode 123 of the Chasing Points podcast. So, gentlemen, we've already scratched the surface on this, not even really, but the Super Bowl was yesterday for those that are watching us live on YouTube uh, and those that are listening, that'll be... Uh, two days later uh tomorrow when this podcast drops but a lot to talk about a lot of storylines we spoke about this last week on what were key factors that needed to come into play and a lot of them i wouldn't wouldn't say a lot of them but several of them came to fruition of us chatting about it uh and there's just some things that we definitely and absolutely did not see being a part of this game uh so let's get to the score to start this right off uh the chiefs win uh, Super Bowl 58 with the score of 25 to 22 against the Niners, the Winers. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes threw for 333 yards. Now, I'm just going to stop right there and speak to both. Did he even feel like he threw for 333 yards? No. Sure, didn't feel like it to me. Okay. I mean, they had 16 yards in the first quarter, so pretty impressive. Uh, that's. That's fair. Uh, that that is that is fair. Um, I, I I'm just still kind of puzzled how. Well, I, I mean, it's Mahomes, 
It just it just was weird how it started off. But he was 34 for 46 with three touchdowns, one INT, uh, and that's his first interception in the playoffs and the first in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. He also led the team in rushing with 66 yards on nine attempts. So now him and Steve Young are the only quarterbacks to lead their teams in rushing and win the Super Bowl. Emma Holmes now also owns the record for the most career rushing yards in the Super Bowl history. So now that adds to his three rings and three Super Bowl MVPs, and he's only 28. And uh, <laughs> I know we're talking like, about his passing yards too. And I was looking last night, I was like, how did Kelsey get 93 yards? You know, I just feel like he wasn't in really involved. I know he had that long one for like 20 something yards, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah I was like, how did yeah. that happen? But yeah, no, it was a, mm-hmm. it was, a perplexing game, especially to start there. I mean, we'll definitely dive into it, but it was, uh, there were, I, I turned to my friend a couple times and was like, this is a legacy moment. And it happened every yeah. time. Like Patrick just was like, all right, I'm not fooling around. I'm just going to run. And like, he would just, and he didn't slide when he should have, he like kept going and luckily he was took care of the ball. But like, it was like, all right, this is, I am not, letting us lose this game mm-hmm. and that is like just you know we're gonna blow a lot of smoke today up you know with P- Patrick Mahomes but it's <laughs> it's deserving I mean like it was like a just a a great performance even though it didn't necessarily jump off the stat sheet and a lot of the the play throughout the game was you know hard to watch at times but it was like a just a it was a legacy moment for sure yeah, I said, uh, I said last week, Hayes, I was like, we were kind of talking about which would be his kind of favorite or his favorite Super Bowl. And I, I leaned towards like the last one when he got back after losing to the Patriots and, and beat the Eagles and got back to the top. But I, I'm going to say this one now because uh, the way he performed, um, he was basically him. Like it was all him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The 49ers, I didn't really see it coming, but they were the better team. They should they be kicking themselves over and over again for they all should. of the missed opportunities they had. Um, and and the really the only reason the Chiefs won this game is because of Patrick Mahomes and his greatness. And I could see him having this as his most memorable game and most memorable Super Bowl performance. Like you're driving town, you're winning the game with no time left on the clock. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, this definitely switched my thinking of what would be his most impressive performance. And I, I guess he'll probably keep raising that bar. I don't see why not. Yeah, I don't either. But it's it's impressive because you just made a point that I thought about to myself. Last year, they were not the better team against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were the better team and were the best team all year. And the Niners were the better team compared mm-hmm. to them all year. And they beat both of them. <laughs> and they yeah. beat both of them in the second half. And there was too much time given to Mahomes in both games. And he just stepped up and showed it to your point. He is him. And the game and the play that they won the game with, the Chiefs, is the same play that they won last year with, which is putting the guy in motion in the, and uh mm-hmm. putting the motion and then send him right back out in the flat. Yeah. They do him. that all the time and, in the end zone. Yeah. It, it's it's so wild because you know it's something that they do, but you don't know when it's gonna happen. That's that's the thing. You can know it's possibly gonna come, but you don't know when it's gonna happen. So let's get to some more more stats. You've already mentioned Travis Kelsey. He had uh, 93 yards with nine receptions. 
uh, where he led all Chiefs receivers. Uh, we'll get to the other side. Uh, Brock Purdy threw for 255 yards. Uh, he was 23 for 38 and one touchdown, which I can't wait to touch on that. So we'll get back to that. Uh, CMC had 22 uh, carries for 80 rushing yards. Wasn't enough. Eight receptions for 80 yards. Wasn't enough. Debo crybaby ass Samuel had three carries for eight yards and three reception for 33 yards. But apparently he's him to himself. Uh, the guy that would have won MVP if the Niners would have actually won would have been Juan, uh, was it, uh, Jawan Jennings, Jennings, yeah. Jawan Jennings, who threw a touchdown and caught a touchdown. So he and Nick Foles are the only players in Super Bowl history to throw a touchdown and to catch a touchdown. Uh, Brandy Ayuk only had 49 yards, three receptions, carried, uh, Kerry Kittles or George Kittles, Greg Kittles, whatever the hell is. Whatever is it? Is. Uh, two yards, two uh, reception, four yards, uh, which was very, very interesting. Uh, for me, it was, it was oh, basically... Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, well, for me, it was basically... Uh, Christian McCaffrey not seeing the ball in the third quarter, um, you know, with that lead, and they kind of went away from the run. I think they ran six or seven straight passing plays, and what was getting to them that, to that point was dominating the line of scrimmage and running the ball. So for me, that that was super perplexing. Um, I, obviously, with Debo, you know, he had the hamstring injury and was definitely not a hundred percent the rest of the way out. And then Jawan Jennings, like you said, that's came kind of out of nowhere and he had a masterful performance and he was kind of the best player on the field on the offensive side of the ball for the Niners. So um yeah, just not enough. Like they weren't they weren't bad. They dominated a lot throughout the game. Mostly almost all the game they were pretty much dominant except for that third quarter and the end of the fourth. But um yeah, that's kind of where I have it. Yeah, they they led they led the majority of this game, right? And it's just yeah, like yeah, why not pretty try, much you have the best running back in the league. He just won Offensive Player of the Year. Clearly, you have the best running scheme in the NFL. It's just like salt the game away a little bit more. I, you know, I don't know if it was like an element of surprise kind of thing. I mean, Brock Purdy, it was, again, although the inverse now, instead of like second half Brock, you, you had a much better performance mm -hmm. in the first half. Like, if he played that way the whole game, it, you know, no quite the Niners win the Super Bowl. Not saying yep. that he didn't do enough, but could have done more. But yeah, um, you know, I think it was a little too late by the time Shanahan got to say, all right, CMC should get the rock more. And that, I mean, they, they reference it on the, the broadcast a lot. Uh, that The Chiefs D was tired. Like they were on the field the whole time. <laughs> They're saying how Spags doesn't really rotate guys out too much and like, you know, you're just gassed. They're at one point, they're on the field like five, six minutes, you know. So that's, that's you know, why not give it to the best, one of the best offensive players in football? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you can look a lot of different ways where this this game was lost. I was uh, uh, joking with you, Harrison, before the, the podcast that there was a prop bet of over two and a half players to throw a pass. Uh, and that I made a mental <laughs> yeah. note that I should take and I forgot about it. I didn't take it and it would have hit because 
you know, Jawan Jennings throwing bombs out there. Uh, but yeah, they're, they lost this game in a, a lot of different ways. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah. I, I saw this, uh, you know, we, we can, I'm sure we'll talk about Kyle Shanahan and his, uh, lack of performance in the second half of, of Super Bowls as a coordinator, as a head coach, but he has scored, I wrote this down. He, he has scored three combined points in the fourth quarter in all three of his Super Bowls. His team, three, oh. and that was the Jake Moody field goal in the fourth quarter uh, yesterday. <laughs> so as much yeah, as I like, think... don't want to pound the Shanahan narrative here, it's you 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 can't win doing that. Not with the best quarterback of this generation, you can't can't do it. No, it seemed it seemed blatantly obvious. He's just overthinking it. Like he just overthinks it. Like just hand the ball off. You got the best running back in the league. Keep on, um, but I'm sorry. I don't know yeah. what happened to me, but I'm back. Um, what what did it, hey, keep rolling? What? We're good. Did we get into keep rolling. Yeah, we're good. Longest field goal in history yet? Well, since we were talking about Moody, let's get right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Moody, literally, Jake Moody breaks the Super Bowl history record of the longest field goal, which was 55 yards. Only to be have it broken later on in the game <laughs> by Harrison's long lost cousin, Harrison Buckner, with fifty seven yard a field goal. Uh which it was a straight dark. It it, it it was very, very entertaining to see that go through the uprights. Uh again, I, I always feel like every year in the Super Bowl there's always some crazy amount of history being broken. Somehow, some way. I don't know if it's now because of it's because of it being more of an offensive game now that we're seeing more records that we thought probably would never be touched, right? Uh, and also, obviously, athletes are getting stronger. There's more, uh, more, I guess, uh, strength and conditioning that wasn't available and accessible prior to uh, with all the older records. But uh, how long do you think this record was staying? You think it's just going to stand until next year? I didn't even know. It doesn't even seem like long enough to be the record, as you you just it's, pointed out. Like it's it was a thirty year record. Yeah, that's it's yeah. just wild, especially with it's just like a complete mm, statistical anomaly. Like yeah. that, that's just all it is. <laughs> I but, mean, you could make a case if, especially if it came to a game winning yeah. field goal, that yeah. you could give Butker the MVP because <laughs> he was just. I mean, he's he's one of the better kickers in the league, but like like he just showed up and. He's had a great year all year. I, I don't think he missed from 40 out all year, they said. So, like, yeah. I mean, he's... He was, like, 7 for 7 on 50-plus. Yeah. Like, how many kickers aside from Justin like Tucker would you a, want? A maybe a handful. Right, yeah. I, I, before before yeah. Harrison Bucker, right? Like, I, it's like, he's, like, second for me. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, so, yeah, just a hell of a performance. But, the, you know, they... Back to the Chiefs for a second, too. Like, they were completely rattled. You don't see a team... Like, they they showed a lot of this through the regular season, and they had a lot of growing pains and a lot of drops and a lot of miscommunication. And they just all of a sudden, when the playoffs came or when it came crunch time at the end of the season, they cleaned themselves up. They, like, they did what they needed to do. They were poised and, and all of that. And then all of a sudden, you just... You know, you you lose it, and and they're just all over the place. 
I think we lost Sam. Yeah, I yeah, I think Sam is lost. I lost um, him for a second. <laughs> no, I'll uh, just I'll just I'm, add on there too, like with the Chiefs being completely rattled. Like ob- obviously the you know, the entire game was not um you know, of a great standard of football, especially that first half. But I found the first quarter extremely interesting from the sense yes. of like Dominant the Niners sign just punched yes. them in the mouth. Yes. Like they came out dom- yep. like absolutely dominant. And then like I was like, mm-hmm. you know, ten minutes mm-hmm. in, I'm like, wow, my pick is very wrong here. Like they they were controlling every bit of the game. Um the only thing that kept the, you know, the Chiefs in it was literally special teams. Um and, and getting, you know, a, getting a crucial turnover on a fumble. And then being able to kind of pin them back a little bit and make them drive long down the field, but that first quarter was was a, not well played, but super super interesting from the standpoint of like, whoa, this this Niners team is not exactly you know what we saw the week the two weeks before against the Lions, and you know going into it, obviously they're they're a very good team and very deserving of what they got to be and in the Super Bowl. Um, but to the way they kind of put it on the Chiefs to start, I was like, wow, this this could go very, very wrong for the Chiefs really early. I agree um, with you. Like, I wasn't an ended sight. So I was like, I'm half in agreement with you and half not in agreement with you, what I, what I felt at that time. Because I was, I know what my eyes saw, right? And what my eyes saw is what exactly what you said. You're seeing this, you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit. The Niners are dominating both lines, a lot of scrimmages. There's <laughs> there's nothing that the Chiefs are both, doing at this yeah, point in time. But also at the same time, I'm looking at the score and it's just three nothing. So while they're dominant, they're also not putting up points like that, right? So I'm saying to myself, okay, yeah. this is nerve wracking yeah. because what I'm seeing right now is that the Niners are essentially doing whatever they want, but they're not scoring, right? So in my mind, I seeing that I was like, but there's still Patrick Mahomes on the other side, and I keep telling myself, I said it before, I'll say it again, I'm not betting against this man because I know what he's going to do, and I watched it and felt it personally as a fan last year when he did it against my team in the second half. If you give him any points, and he's had, I think it's now in the Super Bowl, he's had three comebacks in each in each of the Super Bowl wins, and being down. By ten points in each. So, needless to say, is stop giving, stop yeah. be up by like twenty one. Don't be up by ten. Be up by twenty one and do whatever you possibly can do to yeah. crush them. So, yeah, I, I, I just felt that. Yeah, and that that definitely switched. Obviously, from you know when you get to the second quarter and then you're only down ten yep. three, then it's like, oh, yep. well. Now the 49ers have completely missed their chance and opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like a slow motion car crash for them. And, I, you know, obviously, you know, I, I didn't I enjoy did watching Brady do it for so many years. Uh, I but it, I will say it is a whole yeah. lot more fun yeah. when yeah. the guy you're kind of rooting for is well, doing it. So I, I'll, I'll kind of see, see where people are coming from. That's I don't I don't really care. Uh, I, I enjoy him. Uh, I, I love his play style. It's it's. It may be annoying because you're watching him win over and over and over again, but it's just, to me, a comparison to him and Brady. Like, when Brady just did it, it just annoyed me every step of the way. Like, it just every step of the way. And I wasn't even in every time, that every division. Time. Like, you, your team is in that division. So, for me, it was just like, I just hate it because New England fans were just super obnoxious and we had, like, a ton around here. So, I would just hear it nonstop over and over again. 
So now I just <laughs> love that they have fallen flat on their face and can't even say anything except for talk about old rings. Um, but you know, there there's that. Uh, let's talk about what has become now a meme, a GIF. Everybody has used it as a uh, a way to promote their social media today. But it is Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and their sideline dispute uh, that was <laughs> super. Oh. Jermaine Dupree, right? Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if you were to ask Travis Kelsey, like, lie detector test, he clearly went too far. And mm -hmm. in the heat of the moment, this team is getting, like, they are just outmatched. They yep. just can't figure, they're trying to figure out as, excuse me. Uh, Steve, you got to give uh, Steve Wilkes and the Niners like credit there. They just confused the hell out of Mahomes and the rest of the team. And uh, again, drops, you know, just miscommunication all year. If you were to ask Travis, he would, I'm sure he would want to run, you know, not run that back that way. But I, yeah, you know, you're going to get a lot of people that don't see that normally and are confused. I think it was too much, but. Mm -hmm. You know, and if it was a regular game, I'm sure Kelsey would be on the bench for the rest of the drive, at least, or something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, these guys know each other so well. They need each other. Like, like Travis Kelsey's a good dude. Andy Reid's a good dude. That Like, everyone is frustrated. I'm not too worried about it. I, um, I, I don't think any differently of Travis Kelsey because of it. I, it's just football. He probably regrets going to that extent but you know it kind of gets washed away because they won you know if if not you could probably there'd be a lot of discourse about what you know what uh you know just the mess that this team was on the sidelines between that uh, sneed getting that uh penalty you know this team was clearly rattled but um harrison i don't know about you you're you're nodding your head in agreement it looks like so yeah yeah I, yeah i'm not too worried there. about it <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say should have put this in like the do you care section. Um, yeah. Because like to me it was it was a nothing nothing burger. I mean, obviously you don't want to, you know, come into physical contact with your coach, but we know the relationship that these two guys have and we it's been a prominent relationship for their time together as, you know, coach and player. Um so when I saw it I I wasn't concerned at all. Obviously you have it at a heightened level of kind of attention. 
um, in every media outlet and Joe and Smo and, and Peggy and Sue or whatever that may be are going to pick it up and run wild with it. But that's just the heat of the battle. Um, and yeah. they were obviously very rattled at that moment. All of them were. They all had to be. They didn't expect to come out and put up 16 you know, yards in the first quarter and be kind of fumbling at the goal line. So I, I saw it as nothing. I saw it as just two competitors. Um, well, Travis more so in that sense. Andy Reid was probably a little calmer. He's been through this a bunch of times. But, you know, just two competitors in that moment um, that just got something completely overblown. But, yeah, I wouldn't kind of pay any mind to it as much as kind of obviously the media did and, and people ran away with it. But they're obviously fine. Yeah, no, it's 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 nothing. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure Travis apologized too. I'm not. I don't, I'm not. He did. I'm not he on did. his payroll or anything. I'm not trying to like. But it's just it's that's that's football. So it's yeah. Um, you know, it's just he is he's a target. Uh, that everyone on that team is a target because of just the situation. And yeah, it is what it is. But you know, fortunately for Chiefs Kingdom, right? They won. And uh, mm-hmm. that's it. So, speaking of this Chiefs Kingdom, a record yeah. sixty-seven, almost sixty-eight million Americans were expected to bet almost over, you know, over twenty-three billion dollars on this game, and I think last year it was like sixteen billion was bet or something. Wow. So, I think just having Vegas, you know, Vegas be the backdrop for mm-hmm. the biggest gambling event of the year, anyway, is kind of led to that uh but did you place any wagers so i i actually can't i'm a uh athletic okay. employee gotcha <laughs> um yep I so i'm i'm just gaining career there you um, go but i wish i could i mean you know i think betting culture is obviously it's mm-hmm. it's interesting um we're around it a lot in college athletics and you know we get a lot of notifications and from gamblers <laughs> and people that bet the under on our games for some reason but um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I try to steer clear of it, but it's ever present. And I, I don't know soon enough, you know, we'll all be able to bet on everything. Yeah, I mean, even I'm our sure betting is in yeah. Atlantic city. So yeah, that's, that's, it, it's, it's, I just think it's, it's so all, wild. That I think that's, wild. yeah, that's part of the conversation of the narrative that people have been running with of, of saying that, uh, you know, the script is out and whatnot is ever since betting has been so accessible now, instead of having to go to an actual casino and, place a bet now you can just do it on your phone uh people feel that there's mm-hmm. it's it's so rigged or so set up to, to have certain payouts because vegas needs a win and so on and so forth and normally i would agree because if we were in vegas i would have 100 that vegas say vegas has to win ironically the super bowl took place in vegas so i can only imagine what people thought after uh after this outcome but a lot of money being spent uh and there's going to continue to be a lot of money being spent and in certain arenas now have their own sports betting inside of them so it, it's just it, well, it just yeah. kind of is what it is it's mm-hmm. a part of it's part of the culture now it, it, so yeah. yeah i mean vegas didn't win i mean they won from a just just a backdrop and having the you know the world be on them for a, a week and having so much you know commerce going on but mm-hmm. yeah i mean the it still was weird to me that the Chiefs were the underdog and plus money. Uh, I don't bet too much. I bet on the Chiefs. I want, you know, won some money. That was nice. Uh, but, you know, they, well, they didn't win yesterday. We're never the underdog. Yeah, so. things. And uh, I, I believe that. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, be, 
being that they believe they're not the underdog, and we agree. all pretty much agree to that, there was a conversation that we had last week, and uh, you both said that this was not a dynasty. So I just wanted to circle back to see if your thoughts have changed now that they have won. <laughs> it's the start of one. <laughs> okay. Because out this last night, our text thread was just... Speaking of being on payrolls, it's just not, it's not, you have to win three in a row to be a dynasty to me in any sport. It's got to be three. It's got to be three. Has anyone ever won through Super Bowls in a row? I I just like, I said this last week and I mean, I think it is, I don't think it even matters, but you know, this is, if it's not a dynasty or if it wasn't a dynasty on Saturday per se, like it's as close as we're getting to one you know, for, for, uh, you know, the immediate future here, because it w you know, it was just greatness there. It, um, the Patrick Mahomes has played in the NFL six years. He has been in four Super Bowls, and the other games that he wasn't in a Super Bowl, he lost the AFC championship game. And when he lost, like, who do you lose it to? Like, were they, both the Tom Brady, like one was the Tom Brady. What was the other one? I don't remember. Uh, but like it's yeah. like that's that's like dynasty level play right there. I mean, yeah, I mean they're 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 super close. I like I guess I don't even think it matters. Like who cares? <laughs> like I mean I know yeah, we're talking mean? about it because everyone seems to ask this question, but I think what we're really good at. The three of us is just kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. Who cares? Like it's yeah. just it's not important. This team is all time like just as far as just the collective talent and coaching and schemes of this team. Absolutely. Like it's it just you know just, absolutely. It, yeah, it's we're been fun to we're watch. Not, we're not all all three of us. We're not very hot takey. So it's like yeah. it, it truly doesn't matter. And and for me, like it's it's a. Uh, culmination of all of the work that's been done so they still got years here and and will we look back on this team and say they are a dynasty probably yeah we probably will um obviously they've they've won three three and five three and five years uh yeah three and five years because they lost to two in between um and you know if they get four and six or if they get you know if they don't win next year and then they win four and seven the year after we're going to look back and say, obviously, remember this team really well. Remember Patrick Mahomes. He's obviously a, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time already. So will they be a dynasty? Yeah, probably. I, I'd put a lot on that. Um, are they yet? I don't know. It's just semantics of how what you call a dynasty and what you don't. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It, it doesn't really matter if, if people are calling it a dynasty or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where – you know, you're a prisoner of the moment, and mm -hmm. now, just like Jordan is the benchmark for LeBron's legacy, it's it's clearly going to be Brady's the benchmark to Mahomes. But, like, even before that, I mean, Montana, Troy Aikman, like, you're just thinking of guys, you know, guys with multiple rings and big performances, and it's like, mm -hmm. I just, there's just so much, like, just... It's sports. There's there's stats and stats are real and numbers are real and they can help prove things. 
But at the end of the day, it's just like who, it's just a it's opinion. It's mm-hmm. they, this Chiefs team is going to be looked at as just a great collection of talent and what it was, and it, it's okay regardless of what it is. It's you know it's there, but that's how you're judged. You know that's that's how you're judged on this um, in sports. Exactly, right? it's by, by no, what's exactly. on your finger there. So. Yeah, exactly. uh, no, no disrespect to kind of like Brandon's Eagles, but like they won that championship, you know, um, two years ago. I, will I remember that in 10 years? I'm not sure. Will I remember this Chiefs run because they've won so many times in the last couple of years and they have Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I'll probably remember that. But like it, it is different than the one off Super Bowl champions when you're trying to rattle off, you know, those lists of who's won in the last 15, 20 years. Um, it's different in that way. Yeah, 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 totally. And and speaking of legacy, I know we we touched we've touched on it pretty much all season with Brock Purdy, but I was ready to say the first half of this game that like I never want to hear game manager with Brock Purdy again. Now the second half, I'm not again, I'm I'm not putting that all on Brock Purdy, but I think you know it, it still gives a lot of ammo to the people that just don't. You know that are say his name, Cam Newton. I don't want to say his like I don't just it Newton. At the end of the day, Cam Newton has as many Super Bowl wins as Brock Purdy. So you know he also has an MVP, has way more yards and all that, and was a game changer. Brock Purdy was well, not right. I mean, Brock Purdy still have hopefully you know for him you know a decade plus in this league to go, um, and hopefully he can stay in better health and have better luck than Cam Newton has had because you know when sometimes when it's over it's just it's over and it's really hard it's hard to watch and I'm sure as an athlete who has spent their entire life's lives training and and focused on you know their their career goals to have it just have the game pass you by gotta be rough but um you know I so are you saying that he made his opinion because the game has passed him by no, I well, I no, because, no, because I don't. His I don't opinion, because his opinion was that this, him, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, Dak, Tua are all game managers and are not game changers. Which, realistically speaking, none of them are technically game changers. Dak is kind of the guy that I was the only one I was like. Mm, but Dak has really not stepped up to any moment at this point in time, and we've seen him for several years now. Tua still has a younger career, and Purdy definitely is still a super young career. So I don't think what Cam said was wrong at this point in time. No, I don't think so either. Right? But I, Purdy, I would argue, I would argue it is. I, why is he in? Why is Purdy in any of these conversations yet? I, that's a that's a fair that's a fair assessment that that's that's, that's been my whole thing with this purdy train it's like why 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 are we why do we need to label him right now it's literally his second year like and not even second year he hasn't he didn't even have a full first year yeah so why is his name in any of these conversations I, on I think if he's it's... a game manager or what it doesn't matter what he is he's nothing yet can we see what he is please well yeah you, you see this with <laughs> i think because of Shanahan and the mm-hmm. scheme and everything because how long did it take you know for Brady to shut down because Brady got you know it's not as yeah. out there as it is now because of the internet and everything else mm-hmm. but like 
Brady had that game manager tag for a while. Like, when was that shit? I don't even remember. But, you know, at the, at the end of the years. day, you know, he's just playing his game. Here's the last yeah. pick in the draft. And for the, fr- I don't even think he's seen rattled at the end. But no. for the first two and a half quarters of this game, he was like, he was fine. Yeah. He was cool as a cucumber, just like doing his thing. And, and he was playing really well. And again, he had some bad first halves in the, the previous two playoff games, but you know, he, he showed up and oh, yeah. he, he played a hell of a game and he, you well, know, it, it didn't work out here, but jury's still out. It's okay that the jury's still out. Exactly. You, That's you, all I'm saying. But you said, so you've said Brady, didn't Brady win a Super Bowl in his what? First or second year? Was it his first year when he finally came in for Drew Blitzo? I mean, his first playing year. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, because so I think that, he's been, he was around for a little bit. That immediately in the standards of media eliminates the game manager, even though he only had a short period of time, he's got a ring already. So once you get a ring, you start going into a different conversation. To Harrison's point, which I do agree, we see it the same way. Why are we putting Purdy in anything when it's so young? But how how this NFL has shaped up to this point in time is these guys that come in and have, he, he obviously was Mr. Irrelevant. So mm-hmm. again, to, to your point, Harrison, it's just like, he shouldn't be put in any box yet. He was Mr. Relevant. He's now come in and he's he's kind of just jumped onto the scene and has been this guy that's been able to help carry this Niners team that's already built to win, right, and get them to the next spot, right? But it was still the same outcome. But this is what media does and this is what the NFL is now doing with these young guys is you're, you're a number one pick or you're a guy that comes in and is really, really good automatically – you got to be up to the top. We got to put you in these conversations right away where people like us are having realistic conversations and like, well, we shouldn't really be putting Purdy anywhere yet because we don't really know what it is. He could just have two really good years, right? And it could just be the system, right? We could He could just be a guy because Jimmy G was in the same system, got to I mean, we did. and still lost, right? So he did that same thing with Russell Wilson. State, like we, exactly. but, but he yeah. took the other, he took the other turn. We were like, oh, he's a superstar. Yes. And then, yeah. you know, two years down the yeah. line, it's like, oh wait, no, was he a system quarterback? So yeah. No, but, I, hey, yeah. Hayes, I don't think the Super Bowl win would, is the tiebreaker there. I mean, for Brady, because I mean, for, I mean, Brady's clearly special and, and we have Correct. the ability of hindsight yeah. to have this conversation because I'm sure if it was 2003 or whatever, we would probably look at it a little differently but like Trey Turner has a Super Bowl win Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl win uh you know there's other guys you know it's just like we don't I don't value those guys as you know legendary quarterbacks or you know more than a game manager I was you know there's they both had dominant defenses great running games yeah yeah I would say the the only I guess I guess I see one side of it with like kind of putting Purdy in these conversations early like this. He does show flashes of it, and he did show a lot of flashes of greatness in this game. Like he made some really, really good throws using his feet, getting around the pocket. He is a very, very, very good quarterback, and I do think he can be an mm, pretty elite quarterback at the NFL level if we kind of just let him develop and get there. Um, So. I guess I see why people it's an interesting conversation. It obviously drives clicks. We're obviously talking about it right now, but mm-hmm. it's still so early to even put him in. The, like, why is Cam Newton have beef with him? Like, let the man breathe for two years. It, it wasn't even it wasn't just Purdy. It was just in general of him saying yeah. this and everybody just went 
so crazy yeah. and talking about Cam, like, oh, Cam is, he's saying this and he's bitter and blah, blah, blah. It's like, but no, he's an actual quarterback that played in the league at a high level. He was an MVP of this league, went to the Super Bowl. Yes, he obviously didn't win. So I, I actually value his opinion and I value a lot of players' opinion that played at a certain stature, a certain level to a certain sure. point more than I do some analysts because you've never played the game. He's 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 been in those same position those guys have been in. He's put in the work those guys have been in, whereas uh, I don't want to give any names to just throw shot, blank shots out there, but any analyst that has never played the game to that that platform and trying to tell Cam that he's wrong, like you don't know what it's like to be a quarterback in the NFL and get hit like that and do what happened, right? So I value it more. Obviously, I know people think it's bitter, but he didn't come from a, a bitter standpoint when he said it. He was just saying, I just believe that they're game managers. And there's a lot of other people that you he probably could have put on that list, but he didn't. Those were just the people that he did. So kind of just is what it is. But I, I agree with the point that you made, Harrison, and I don't want to continue to beat a dead horse here. Is I, I think it's really just early for Brock Purdy. And it, yeah. it, again, we could be, we're prisoners of the moment, and it could also be the same thing that we saw with Jimmy G before. Because it, 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 it's literally that right now. That's what it is right Bro now. Brock Purdy I mean, has already defied the odds. He is how many Mr. Irrelevance, quote unquote, have like, succeeded in this league yeah. or you know guys seventh rounders undrafted quarterbacks i mean what tony romo comes to mind but tony romo never made a super bowl but how much credit yeah. do we want to like we don't want to give brock purdy any credit for getting to the super bowl but we want to like you know we'll we'll say differently about tony romo right like tony romo should have got or like we'll, we'll criticize him for not getting there but we won't give purdy any credit for getting there or Jared Goff, or Jimmy G, or whoever, you know? So it's just, it's all, it's, yeah, you're, we're all saying the same thing. It's a bullshit conversation, but, you know, it, there's plenty of football, hopefully, in this, in this kid's career, and, mm -hmm. you know, he's, I, I wouldn't mind him under center for my team, because this is a, all I've wanted my entire life. It's just a confident quarterback that can <laughs> move the ball down the field, like, talk about it, and complain about it all the time. So I'll, I'll say this before say. we move forward because you yeah. mentioned and said in hindsight about Tom Brady. Tom Brady won in his first year, which was 2001, a Super Bowl. He didn't win the next year. Then he won 2003, and then they won 2004. So his conversation was a little bit different from a lot of other people. So, I mean, I, 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 I recollect it a little different. I mean, I feel like even the, the first three, yeah. Tom Brady was, was the game manager. Like, And people mm -hmm. did call him that for a very, very... Yeah, very long yeah, time, yeah, and that yeah. that that defense did win them those three championships. I of course really of course, don't yeah. want to hear any different. Like that is just the flat yeah. out. <laughs> you can make the case like how many of those Super Bowl like did Benetieri win and and you know mm -hmm. defense or like the Tuck rule or like different things. I yeah. know that wasn't a Super Bowl play. I'm just saying like there's caveats to every one of them. But Absolutely. like anything else, you could poke. You yeah, you can uh, apply yeah, that yeah. to anything. But yeah, hundred yeah, percent. No, percent. Let, let uh, Brock Purdy breathe, man. Well, he's going to let him breathe right now, but we're still going to talk about his team. Uh, so the Niners players didn't know about the new playoff overtime rules. That was... Is this confirmed? Been, about it. Is that confirmed? Yes. They've openly said... Uh, what's his name? Oh. Uh, what's the fullback's full, name? Fullback. Full Yusef. Yeah. Yeah. Literally flat out said in the press conference after the game or his individual one, that we didn't know that that was a rule. Armstead says the same thing. 
they didn't know. So I didn't, I didn't remember it, but I'm not a professional athlete playing in the Super Bowl. So what? Not my job. It's not. Well, that's a that's a bad look. So I know there's been a lot of conversation. Going back to the conversation earlier about Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, like these are the type of conversations that you don't need to have get out. Like your players should know that this is, even if you didn't know, you don't sit down and say, you deny, deny, deny. Because now it looks hella bad on your coach that he didn't take because it's on him that he didn't talk to you guys and prep you. And then there was a, I think it was a linebacker for the Chiefs. He said, Andy ran through the overtime rules with us Every every playoff game we had in two times for the run through for the Super Bowl, so they were prepared and they knew what it was. Also, they should know what it was because the rules changed because of their team. So yeah, they're, Josh they're Allen never touched the ball, right? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They wonder like why the field goal went through and like no one was celebrating it. <laughs> Not yeah, I it's an odd one. They definitely should have known. Um, they should. I don't disagree with them. You know, wanting the ball first. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, you get. You get a ton. You get a ton of like advantages with getting it second. Yeah, but you also get a ton of advantages if you get it third. So first or third, I I don't disagree with how they they played it out. But if the players didn't really know what was going on, that's a tough look. Yeah, I, what you said is is a is a very clear way and kind of perfect way to put it, uh, especially with that third part. But if you 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 have to know who the other person is on the other side of the field. True. That you know is Patrick Mahomes. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, and, and also the mindset, Harrison, of you weren't moving the ball and you weren't scoring on this Chiefs defense. So I'm thinking, especially when they're down there, you're fourth, as I think it was like fourth and one, you're down there basically at the goal line and you don't go for it, you go for a field goal. If you want to put him away, put him away. Go mm-hmm. for it. Because guess what? You have an opportunity. Either way, you're going to give... if. He's going to get the ball back, but have force him to score a touchdown instead of getting into field goal position because he can easily do that. We know that. But they would have been, if they didn't convert, they're now down on the goal line. You have one of the better defensive lines, right, and secondaries, and you can change something easily. I know Greenlaw going now was big for them, and that yeah. definitely changed some play calls for them for sure. But you definitely have a solid defensive we talked about in the beginning they have that defensive line is phenomenal so put that pressure on him make Patrick Mahomes make a play in that end zone and get out and work all the way down the field that would have just been what I would have done and just said you know what it was I mean I think it was tough for him because like like we said last week like I said the Niners had to stay out of like third and long situations Uh so like every crucial play in this game was a third and long situation for them and Spagnola dialed up the perfect blitz I think three times. They they only converted two third downs. So yeah. 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 So he, you know, he dialed it up every single time and they were never really able to have that choice of like, hey, it's a fourth and two, fourth and one. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe once in the game they did, I think early on, but later in the game, they just never had that that choice and the game just kind of slipped away. Just slipped away. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate, you know. It it sucks. It it sucks for them. It doesn't suck for me. I'm super mm-hmm. happy. Fine either way. I'm I'm the happiest person in the world because I could not deal with the forty whiners getting that, and I'm just so glad to watch Debo Samuel <laughs> cry. And I don't know if you saw if Fletcher Cox made sure he took the time to say to him after, but uh, 
Yeah, that's that was nice. It was it was lovely. I appreciate Fletcher Cox so much for that. Uh, what, did, uh, what did he say? Karma is a guy that plays for the Chiefs. He so he he told Debo since Debo was talking all last year, yeah, Drew, all this yeah. year about the Eagles winning and blah 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 and all this jazz. If we have a quarterback, we win it all. And he kept talking about the Eagles every chance he could. So Fletcher Cox waited until this point in time to say what he had to say. And he said, Proceeds. keep the Eagles out your mouth. Keep the Eagles name out your mouth. And then he basically told him to eat something. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll just leave it at that. You can go and look at it because he made it very, very clear in his Instagram. It's not take it down. So uh, I appreciate him for that. Revenge um, is a dish best served cold. Yep. And I loved it. Every second of it. <laughs> I, I it's been very entertaining because now it's like a, it's definitely a rivalry between the fan bases now between Eagles and, and Niners. And it's very interesting of how I'm watching the motives or the conversation change of, well, if we, well, you know, we didn't have this and blah, blah. Listen, we were there last year. We lost some hopes too, but we didn't do what you guys did. Y'all made sure you, oh, well, well we brought Purdy and blah, blah. Okay. You got brought Purdy this year and you still lost. It's, it's okay. Mm. It's it, Patrick Mahomes. We all understand collectively. It's, Patrick Mahomes, just deal with it. Yeah, just you that comes here. You know. Yes, we are. We are. Like um, when, when Michael Jordan was in the league in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. We're. Well, I'm very. I'm like. I'm very. It's just not going to happen. Like that's the worst Chiefs team we're going to see. I know. I know. So it's incredible. It's scary, and, and in hindsight, it's incredible that they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're not like two months ago. A great team. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, have worst teams have won the defense. Super Bowl, but they yeah, no, they their their defense is going to look different next year because they're they're possibly not going to bring back Chris Jones, which is absolutely wild. They need to pay that man. No I think they, they, I think they need that to that priority number yeah. one. Uh, but that Gay is also a free agent. Um, a lot of guys actually on the defensive end are free agents and whatnot, but they need a, a wide receiver. And I know they were flirting with getting Devontae uh, Adams. Uh, during the trade deadline, obviously that didn't come to fruition. And why would the Raiders trade to the Chiefs as their rival? Um, but I, I know they're definitely going to be in the market to try to get a, a solid wide receiver. Yeah. I'm sure some yeah. players is like let's let's go over there. I know I know what I get over there, yeah. right? So uh, it's that's the worst Chiefs team we'll see. I mean, they played. I think it was weeks 11 through 17 on a rest disadvantage to every other team they were playing. The divisional round on the road, conference championship on the road like stacked up against them in the first quarter and the whole first half of the Super Bowl and they still won and they're going to be better. So and wild. Everyone buckle up. It's it's wild the fact that Andy Reid and and uh Kelsey have said, "Yeah, no, we're just going to run it back. We need to try to get that 3P. Going to run it back." Like, why would they not? And they know that they're going to get somebody else. They know they're going to get somebody that's going to help out. Like just 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 think of it like Pacheco fumbled the ball. I I don't know if you guys talked about it like that while wow, it was whatever was going on with my connection. But um, the fact that Pacheco fumbled the ball so early in the game after having that big play, which was like, oh my, it was, it was such an emotional pull. And, and again, I know none of us are invested because neither one of our teams, right? But I was so like invested with that, that bomb that Mahomes had and then Pacheco getting the ball and then dropping it. And then shortly following that, Kelsey and Andy Reid, right? So if, if just think about that. If if the game they lose the game, that is talked about. I've watched multiple things on TV today, and nobody has talked about that fumble because of how the game turned out. Right. So, but check the dummy too. 
Yeah, it, there was so there was so many twists and turns. Like, right, I don't yeah. get I don't get the people that didn't enjoy this game. Like, was it the best played game? No. no. Was it the cleanest played game? No. Was it exciting? And was there so many just opportunities for this to go either way? Thousand percent. This yeah. could have gone so different. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Very, very. It really, yeah. It was really a he- like a heavyweight fight, like just figuring yeah. each other out in the first half. Yeah. I mean, you can, I can respect it now. Again, looking at it, but at the time, I'm like, this is a, this game is a mess. Like this is just <laughs> yeah. a sloppy game. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you here's the thing: if you you got the Chiefs on a rope, you know, to close the the analogy here, you gotta you gotta put them down because well, you know that, that wasn't gonna happen. You know yeah. that wasn't gonna happen. You had a coach on the other end that had one of the biggest leads and the biggest collapse in Super Bowl history. Yeah, you know that's not gonna happen. He's gonna choke every yeah. damn time. Yeah, and, and the same way. But, yeah, but, the same know, way the Lions did. Uh, this is, this is exactly the, the Niners. Same thing. Last week. I mean, this is exactly what Andy Reid looked like in the beginning of his career, Hayes, and I knew yeah. you remember, it, and I remember right. really well. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to write the book on Kyle Shanahan I'm either, so because I, I, hey, I if you want, he's definitely one of the, one of the greatest offensive mass uh, minds that we've seen. To this, he just, over, he just overthinks it. He yep. needs to find a way to dumb it down yep. like Andy Reid did, and yep. Andy Reid overthunk it a ton when he was, yes, he he was in the loss. Yes, All those NFC championships over. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's what the first half of that game reminded me of last night when I was watching the Chiefs. I was like, this looks like the freaking Eagles and when Donovan McNabb was under center. So much pain. So, um, but that's what I would say for Kyle Shanahan. Just, you got to just play to your strengths. Like, uh, yeah, you're a mastermind, but you don't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, before we transition, uh, I don't know if you guys said it or not, but Usher, man. Usher. Sure. That was, that was. I'm not, very, I I only looked to every song. <laughs> I, I sung every song. Uh, I know a lot of people were concerned with the skates. Clearly, you had not realized that Usher has been doing this at his residency for the past what two or three years. Is a whole part of his act. I know people were scared when he slid through. Who was it? Uh, Will I Am's legs. Uh, they thought he was gonna take him out. Um, people were confusing her with uh Northwest Kanye's daughter. That was her. She's a phenomenal I artist. Going no, I love her, but I didn't know it was her. Oh, I I, I didn't either. I that's my her bad. from from. I love you know, her. Is great. Yeah. Her that was uh, fun. It was fun. It, it was. It was a. It was a great yeah. time. I know. I know a lot of people <laughs> took away from the uh that performance his moment with uh, Alicia Keys. That was a bit much. Uh, well, I'm glad Swiss came out and said they're two giants, and it was a part of Great. like. I mean, what else is he supposed yeah, to say? Yeah, they're all no, they're fun. all grown. They're all grown. I, to be exactly. I think just like Usher, you know, the the things that in pop culture you remember for Usher, and then like he's all up on Alicia Keys. Like I looked at my friend, I was like, oh, Swiss on like this, like this is not going <laughs> to be good. But like, yeah, because you know, to it. I was concerned about how this whole thing was going to look, and I didn't like it as much when I wa- uh, when I watched it live. But I, I did watch it this morning, and I was like, "Okay, like I did." Then Shady's all like, "Was too busy this morning." Um, yeah, yeah. His mic is really low to start. Yeah, yeah. It was it, yeah had some some issues there. I think he, I mean, Usher is more of a performer than he is, you know, mm-hmm. a singer, if you will. But I think. You know, a lot of people were criticizing like the vocals and stuff, but he's just he was just doing a lot. Like, you know, yeah, just doing this. Yeah. That's what he. That's who he is. I think he stayed true to like who he is. I, I, 
it was a little crowded for me. I think there was a lot going on, but that's kind of also if you've ever walked the Vegas Strip, it's just kind of a lot going on at any time. So yeah, no, at second thought, it was good. I think a lot of people miss what he was he was doing. It was like a paying homage to Circus Circus de Soleil. Like it's yeah, yeah. in Vegas where it happens. It's a ballpark of it. Like it's Vegas is a circus. It made perfect sense of what he was doing. Uh, he he made sure he had the touch of his residency. I just love the fact because you, you know it's. I know you guys were talking about prop bets before, but it, it was people guessing what song he was going to come out to and whatnot. <laughs> and and you didn't know if he was going to use his like popular stuff to like appeal to the people that may not know who he was. But he came out and did all his old stuff, the stuff that people really really wanted. Like in my favorite song from him too. So it's like. Okay, you you did it right with me, Usher. That's it. I only got I only I barely got the drop on my favorite song, so that's why I'm a little mad. That's it, that's that's very that's true. That's true. Bad true. bad girl played for like five seconds, yes. and I'm like, okay, we we didn't even get the song. So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it was great. I, Sam said it right. He it was doing a lot, but that's Usher. Like Usher, yeah. he just does yeah, a lot. Yeah. He I mean, he <laughs> also had to fit thirty years into thirteen minutes. Yeah. So no, the man's the man's got hits. Yeah, the man's got pretty, hits. Pretty hard to do that. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it was just, I mean, you knew little John was going to be there. He has speaking of residencies and like seeing Luda there, like JD, like it was, it was fun. Like it was, it was, um, it, it all kind of worked out. I was at the bus stop this morning, put my kid on the bus and the, the neighbor down the street, who's like nine, 10 years old was like, yeah, I, I liked the halftime show. It was definitely for like, um, all the old people though. And I was like, and then I felt it. <laughs> I felt it. I was like, I was at the bus stop listening to Usher, like, and now, now I'm dropping my kid. It my, was, uh, it was my, my kid. I had a my old, <laughs> that old people moment. My old people. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I, guess I saw the, uh, yeah. When I saw the Twister remake, that was my old people moment. I was okay. like, oh, we're 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 redoing Twister now. I, I, that doesn't seem very old. I'm like, oh, it's 30 years old. My bad. It's it's <laughs> it's it's that time, man. It's it's really really that time. Uh, yeah. It's. It was good, and just just so people know, and probably wondering where Little John's been, he's been on HGTV, and he also has a meditation album coming out. So just I heard about that. Yeah, food for thought. Uh, anyway, I I wasn't wondering. Well, and I knew you were, so I just let you know anyway. Um, NBA trade deadline. Uh, it was very very interesting. Uh, I was, I I one hundred percent want to know what Harrison thinks, but I definitely want to know what you think, Sam, as being a Knicks fan, but. My question to you both, to start this off, uh, what team do you think made the best deal or deals? So what teams, team or teams, did you think made the best deal or deals during the trade? Um, I'm with you guys. The Knicks hit it out the park. They, I mean, and not just with the the trade deadline deal, obviously with OGM and Obi, Yep. Um, and then adding Bogdanovich and Alec Burke back. So I don't think there's anyone even close to what they did. Yeah, I have to say, just selfishly, with so much going on last week, I didn't really pay attention to all the smaller deals. I, I did pull it up when I knew we were going to talk about it, but I really, I agree. I I like Bogdanovich. Out having out Burke back is Burke's back is is going to be good. And and I liked. I I was confused by the OG trade. I know Hayes and I talked about it when you know as it was happening or when it happened, but um, you know that's I know he's hurt right now, but to free up money and to, to get some more control and get a, uh, a player like him was huge. And now you have a guy who can score. 
and um you know I, the team's just playing really well and uh you know I, i'm ex i'm low-key excited really excited for this next team because i freaking know better um <laughs> i won't do the same thing that i do with the jets every year on this podcast but like uh you know i'm yeah you should I'm be definitely excited about that but just looking at uh, some of the other stuff i mean um you know buddy Hield getting moved that's cool he always gets traded around this time gordon hayward like it would be the buddy Hield wheel would be nice if Embiid was playing yeah yeah like that that it's that's yeah. what he was like the move, move for next year essentially yeah yeah and uh you know gordon hayward to the uh to the thunder that's interesting uh mm -hmm. i i guess too i i mean we should ask you hayes what what you think i think more is a, even more telling of the teams that didn't do anything that were kind of in position i'd love to talk about that too you mean like the lakers oh uh, yeah we'll get to that <laughs> um so yes i agree with both of you uh nicks for sure uh, I, I've, I've had to talk several Knicks fans off the ledge when Obi, uh, OG was, was, was sent to the Knicks and they were, wow, Quickly's gone, uh, Barrett's gone. And I said, do you know what Ananobi does? Do you know how phenomenal he is defensively and he's going to be a defensive minded coach that wants defense? Do you understand what he does? I think he, did he leave the East last year in steals? I think he, he was up there in the top. He was up there. Three. Uh, to to know, and obviously uh, for a lot of people don't watch Toronto Raptors games. But to be fair, so if you, unless you're from Toronto or you're really like a a diehard NBA person that you watch every yeah. team, you're not really watching and seeing what they do up north, right? But knowing what he did, what he did, I, I my buddy, one of my best friends in the world, uh, Kyle, he was talking about. He's like, yo, I don't like it. We get rid of quickly. We got. I said. I promise you, you are going to change what you said. And then I just saw him the other night and I said, so what's your thoughts now? He was like, yeah, nah, I, I was wrong. And I was like, I told you, like, just be patient. I understand to all Knicks fans, and I'm going to talk to Sam right now because he's here, but I understand to Knicks fans that you are jaded and you see things happen and you see players that you like and that you're attached to and you think this is the end of the world. They're doing this terrible shit. This, this front office is not the front office of old. I can honestly say that, and I, I'm not a name. I, I'm in. It is not, it is not the front office of old. They are absolutely doing what they're supposed to be doing for the team and building it up for the future. I'm sure people were confused before when they got Jalen Brunson. They didn't, nobody, nobody on the Knicks, no Knicks fan thought he was going to be what he was going to be outside of the people that watched him playing with the Mavs and seeing what he did because it was a big mistake for the Mavs letting him just Huge. walk out the damn shore. But that's that's that. Um, the second team for me would be the Suns because the Suns needed depth on their bench. So they traded with the Nets to give Royce O'Neal. Um, they got uh, David Roddy. I don't know who David Roddy is. Harrison probably does. He can tell me who he is. But For three second picks. I, I actually don't. Okay. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I've just been told he's good for depth. I know Royce O'Neal is good for depth. Uh the, the Suns need it, uh, so I, I think for them in the sense of thinking about the playoffs, that's a good move for them. And then, like, I have an honorable mention because team that it, I'm there, and it's because I'm a little biased, is because it's not going to help them this year, but it's going to help them in the future, but it's the Nets. They got three second-round picks out of that trade. They got, they ended up getting Dennis the Menace and Dennis Schroeder, 
Uh, and then they also got, which is, he has two years with them, I think, if I remember correctly. They didn't move Malik, who a lot of teams are calling for him. Um, and they're just building around him in the future and getting those picks and building that up from there. So I'm liking what they're actually doing with that and not taking the approach of just going superstar, 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 because I'm sure they have a sour taste in their mouth after having three superstars uh, and whatever you want to consider Ben Simmons to be. So, yeah. Second round those picks second, are the new currency, man. Like second, Those second round picks are going to be huge because yep. that's the what you're going to use to take Bronny so you can get LeBron James. Oh, someone... Someone is going to. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to give him a first round grade just so they can get LeBron. And I hate to say that. And LeBron and Bronny could be even better than project out to be even better than he's going to be. That's the second LeBron said that he put it on his kid that like, no, nope. you know, overvaluing his kid and that and that sucks. But I, I you know. I still, I still believe Bryce is better, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I'm curious how Brody's going to be. We'll, we'll see. He's got time. It's his first year in college. We have no idea what he's going to turn into. I'm not expecting him to be his father. Uh, I don't think anybody that watches him like that is expecting him to be his father. Uh, but I think he could have a, a good, solid career because he's also he's a guard. He's a he's like a true point guard, if anything. At that point, I just feel that he has to mold into this competition right you know what i mean like he plays because ufc this ufc team is not necessarily the greatest team at all um they do have two top uh former top high school prospects on the team um but i, I think they're you're not going to really see the potential of that team until next year or the maybe even the year after that um but i, I think Brody has the opportunity to to do it i think he just needs to just like anybody transitioning to the next level, you need time to get acclimated and learn how to play that way. Uh, but I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. I'm just interested in what he does. I mean, he really should stay. In, he should stay in school. I mean, he, yes. he makes a good amount of NIL money. Mm-hmm. Um, he just needs more time to develop. Well, I, with that said, college game and NBA game are so vastly different. Yes. So the developing in the NBA is is obviously at a premium. I just would hate for it to go like kind of Zaire Wade's career. Mm. Like, you know, you're you're there for a second based off of the clout and then you're kind of never heard from again. So Yeah, you know, that that hurt so much. Yeah. So had so much but, faith in him and then going to the G League. But I do also like what they're they're now investing into the G League way more than what it used to be. And they're actually trying to use it as their minor league baseball, right? And and utilize it and get these young guys. Uh, to get called up. There's a particular young guy, you know, that plays for the Long Island Nets that I would be mad if the Nets decided to call him up. He used to play for Maris or something like that. Um, and maybe he would do something for the Nets. But, you know, we'll we'll see. Who knows? Um he's playing all he's playing all right. I I, I know. I've been watching. I've been watching. I've been watching. I know he's out in uh the Africa Cup right now. So I'm I'm yep. watching. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out Egypt. Yes. <laughs> Shout out Egypt. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um Wow, this is uh, yeah. Or you don't want to go to trade deadline losers? Oh yes, yes, yes. We we it's definitely. Just, it's just the it's the Lakers and the Warriors. It doesn't need to be anybody else. After they Lakers. won it last year, we were so high on what they did last year, yep. Yep. and uh, so excited for for those deals. And uh, here, they they didn't do anything, did they? Well, no, they did. They just picked up Spencer Dinwiddie yesterday. Okay. They did well, yeah. during the trade deadline. Um, yeah. Per se. I thought they were going to move D-Lo. 
because they're not utilizing him. I thought they're going to move him and try to get some pieces back for him. Uh, they didn't do that. I know they were you signed him in a trade. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought was going to happen. And then uh, right. um, Bruce Brown, I know they were really high on trying to get Bruce Brown to add him as a piece. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, a lot of people were high on Bruce Brown to add him to, to their team and whatnot, but yeah. he's still in Bucks. Toronto, right? Bucks could have used him. Yep. I'm a little disappointed in the Bucks too. Yep. I mean, I like Pat Bev, but he's not, he wasn't the, I don't know. I thought they could have did better. Yeah. Literally, his first game, he showed that he's still Pat Bev. Yeah. <laughs> it was just some things just don't won't change. Just, yeah, Pat, Pat they're, they're, Pat they're struggling right now. They are. So we'll, I'm looking forward. Through. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him being on the first take set the first week of April or whatever. Because you know, that's what he does. Slamming Doc Rivers. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, I I'm also uh, one of the trades. I think. That surprised me just because he was with this team for so long and it just kind of happened. It was moving Steven Adams. Um, yeah, that was strange. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that, that was a weird one. That really caught me off guard because he was, he's the anchor on that team when he's healthy. But I'm, that's probably the reason why they moved away from him is he still has value. But he, yeah, he has really healthy. He hasn't been healthy. Yes. He hasn't been healthy. Yeah. yeah. Especially like you can't really rely on Jaron Jackson to stay healthy. And I know, mm. um, I mean, I, uh, Tillman's the one center. Who's the other The other guy? He's on my fantasy basketball team. I don't remember his name. But, exactly. I mean, they Bobby, have some de- Bobby Tillman. Yeah, they have singing Bobby. Yeah, yeah, they have some depth there, but it was still, like, it was an a yeah. interesting move, Hayes. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it threw me off seeing it. I, I was just like, well, now you have no adults in the locker room, so what are you, what are you going to do now? Uh, in in these situations, and he he went he was traded to the Raptors, Rock, Rock, Rockets, Rockets, Rockets. Yeah, I so I mean like and they they need a, they need an adult, so it's a good spot for him. They do, but I also think well they definitely do, especially with Dylan Brooks. Any team that has Dylan Brooks on it, they need that, and he'll be back with his former teammate um, again. But I, I think that's a it's a good move for the Rockets to have a big body like him. Again, it's mm-hmm. all depending on his health, but. They have a good young core. It just needs to to mesh. And once that thing mesh meshes, I'm telling you right now, they are absolutely going to be a problem because they're uber athletic. It's it's yeah. it's crazy how athletic that team is. So yeah, yep, they're they're fun to watch. Yeah, and I know one last one last thing we didn't touch on with with trades. I know it wasn't deadline, but Siakam to the Pacers. Yep, I, they Toronto finally moved Siakam. Finally. Um, you know the the pacer that pacer team's fun to watch when they're when they're all healthy for sure. Tyrese is, you know, ascending and the way we you know expected him to, and um, it's it's been a fun knee Smith. It's been a fun team to watch too. Yeah, no, they're tough. I'm a little disappointed for Siakam. He goes from Toronto, which no one really watches, to Indiana, which the only people in Indiana watch. So yeah, uh, no, that's Indiana. But- but he's he's a great player, so he is. If you don't realize it already. You should probably realize it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a phenomenal piece for them, especially because you know that they're gonna be in the playoffs because they are good mm-hmm. deep, and that's gonna be, you're gonna bring a guy on your you brought a guy on that has championship DNA now, right? And he's able yep. to move the way he's able to move, and I, I think that's gonna absolutely help that young team because again, it's a young team, but they are building out the right way they're doing it to those that aren't paying attention like harrison just said like nobody's watching indiana but 
those again that are watching and understand, you know that Indiana is building something deadly over there, and the East is going to have to worry about it. It's it's the East is watching what the East is doing now compared to what it was doing in the past when the West was just dominating everything. The East is no joke. Yeah, the East is I'm- no joke now. So. I'm I'm very very uh, interested to see what what is going to come from the top five to six teams. So yeah, yeah. All right, Sam, close us out here, man. Yeah, man. At one twenty three in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends. ChasingPointsPodcast dot com or Harrison, Brandon. I am Sam. Thanks so much for listening. Till next week. Peace. Niners fans. Oh no! I get. I I actually forgot. Niners fans, how does it feel? Mm. Bye.